Hey, what's up, guys? It's Big Cat. Before you start listening to this episode, I wanted to let you know that we're running a special sale on all Barstool merch. Go to store.barstoolsports.com and use code PODCAST for 10% off. Go to store.barstoolsports.com and use code PODCAST for 10% off. What it is! This is the Macho Man Randy Savage. And this is Hard Factor. And there is no one that does it better right now. Yeah, no. But he does it better. I ain't repeating myself. Go ahead, tell me something right now. Yeah, and I'm living a nightmare. And I'm not a racist. And I'm always cheering. Oh, yeah. Another episode of Hard Factor presented by the Barstool News Network. It is What the Fuck Wednesday, September 16th, 2020. Feels like a exceptionally what the fuck kind of week, even inside of 2020. Mm-hmm. It's already a big what the fuck kind well, of Well, half year. the country's on fire. Yeah, we got our, our buddy Dave uh, on in the second half of the pod to discuss that. He is boots on the ground in where again in Oregon, Wes? McMinnville. It's like, a, it's like an hour outside of Portland. Yeah, uh, so he's he's up there sticking around, uh, battling the blaze. So we talked to him about that in the second half, and then we got weight loss boys, weight loss results, large weight in officially. So Mark, what's going on there? Oh, the um, loss. I mean, you know, losing I mean, like, weight. You know what I mean? Just losing I mean, like, that, you're losing in the that lead. weight. I mean, like you're in the lead, right? And then yeah, Wes second? is like right on my. I mean, Wes and I are interchangeable. Right now, what are okay. the percentages? You lost more. Yeah, I think I think that I, I would say it's a dead heat right now. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. it's so early though that it doesn't matter. But, but Wes and I are out in front. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Lot, yeah, yeah. The only person who's really trailing behind, and uh, the beef, you're not going to be surprised by this, considering the results of the first weight loss contest. You're 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 mm. significantly in last right now. Oh, I know. Five. I know it. Don't I know it? Don't okay. I know it? You got a plan? You got a eating, turnaround plan coming? I'm eating some pies up there in New York? I've been avoiding slices. the pies. Yeah. What are you, you doing up there, fatty? Avoiding the pies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got a plan. Sure, I got a plan. It's all part well, of no, that. I want to hear what you've been doing. What, what Wes's question was better. Uh, I have been actually eating pretty decently. Uh, you know what's tough is there's no gyms up here, uh, and I haven't been. So I've been walking a lot more. Normally, like last competition, I was going to the gyms. There's no gyms open. Uh, ah. but I need to get a thanks to Blasio. I need to get a right better now. exercise routine because <laughs> right. I, I was walking like three and a half miles a day compared to zero when I was back in Texas. So I thought, oh, this is going to help. And I've been drinking a lot of water and like, well, but you're walking a lot now, right? Yeah, no, it didn't do it. Didn't do as much damage. I'm pretty, I'm pretty three much miles steady. a day ain't going to ain't going to cut it. Yeah, I mean, that's like that's like a little bit over maintenance level. What's really yeah. going on? Just be honest. Well, I mean, what's yeah, going how many, on is I'm, I'm how many you desserts <laughs> you're eating? I'm I'm at the mercy of other people in terms of food, or I have been thus far. So here we go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're just eating everything offered to you? No, yeah. most you got to eat out a lot. You got to eat, eat out, out a lot. lot. Yes, yeah. I'm I'm, gotta, t- I'm, gotta, I'm tempted probably more often than you guys are because I don't I can't prepare meals at home. Like you know, well, oh, do they have salads at these menus? Yeah, I've been going salad. salad places. I've been going okay. salad. Yeah. So okay. I've been going salad. Just extra croutons, <laughs> fried, fried chicken salad, extra, extra. <laughs> He's <laughs> like, lying about get, something. 
you got to dress bowl, those salads now. I'm getting the Southwest bowl made of you, chip. Right. Uh, and, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Problem was, now, we're all down though. It's, we're all down. About it's all 16 positive. days ago was my birthday. And right. Right. We just, <laughs> wait, you get a 16 day buffer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nothing's expected. What do you I want from me? My, I'm, 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 I'm turning around. I'm turning around. It's hard when you're not at your home base. I'll be honest with you, but I'm turning around. I went out for my birthday yeah, yeah, dinner yeah, yeah, and yeah, spent $400 with my wife. And what a meal. We had $250 in gift cards thanks to Eddie. How did you shout, lose shout weight out, out, after, after this? I mean, outside of that one dinner where I let it all hang out, I had a kick-ass <laughs> week. You just didn't eat anything else at all? Yeah, like, I mean, I had like an average of like 800 calories to or, or much less the rest of the week, and I worked out every day. <laughs> Wow. But I had 4,000 calories. Uh, that That's impressive. It's going to be hard to win in this, uh, in this field, in this dead heat. It is going right. to be hard. But yeah, we got, so we got four stories, four very excellent what the fuck stories, I believe, probably all provided by the Hard Hive on mm-hmm. What the Fuck Wednesday. Um, and then we have our conversation with Dave in the second half about wildfires in Oregon. Wes, get us going. Yeah. Oh, before I get us going, I um, want to also mention for that weight loss competition, the, the donations are, you know, you can still, it's a pinned tweet on our Twitter. So donate. Uh, you guys haven't put your money in yet. I've put my money in. I noticed no one it's else true. has. I'll put mine um, in tonight. Okay. But uh, um, so how, do, you, how do the listeners get involved? They they go to the, the, the tweet, just click on that link and they can donate money. And then um, the listeners getting that's involved. Our in fund. The, that's, that's our like fund. That's our fund. Charity. And out of that pot, that then will decide based yeah. on performance where the money goes, right? Yeah. Okay. yeah. And none so, of it goes to us. It all goes to the charity. None of us goes to us. Eve, when you go on breakfast next Monday, can you uh, plug that charity stuff? 100. We will, we will talk about it. We'll give a full update. All yeah. right, cool. And also one last thing. Ladies of the Hive, your request has been answered. There Ooh. is a shirt. The Have a Great Fucking Day shirt is now available in a ladies shirt, nice and slimming. Um, oh, you know, the, the, white. Uh, the, the it really white pops, yeah, yeah. pops. It so looks we, good. We do listen to you. We are men that listen to, to, to the ladies. Um, so go and get one of those. Um, and then, uh, you know, maybe we'll get some more if they sell well. So I've heard it's scientifically proven boobs look bigger in a white shirt. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then the HHFD will be popping out. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Makes me want to get a time machine, go back and three dimensional. Have science. a great fucking day. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to look great. So, yeah, you asked for it. We give it to you. Go get one. Be part of that study. Uh, uh, here we go. First one. This one comes from dad bods. You guys, uh, we covered the anti mask rallies yesterday. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, all, they're, they're happening all over the world. Um, and, and Indonesia is no different. There's people everywhere in the world that don't want to wear these fucking masks. Uh-huh. And and there's, there's you know, every government is trying to figure out a way how to make the people wear the masks. Is, you know, uh, we've been told that it helps a little bit. Um, so, but the, the anti-masking that's going on here would not fly in Indonesia. They actually um, have, have a national law there that you, you, it's a law that you have to wear a fucking mask. Um, and what they do over there, they have a special way of dealing with anti-maskers over there. So first, you go to jail, right? Um, and this is happening in the East Java province of Indonesia, where there's a big spike in coronavirus. Um, so first you go to jail, and then um, what they make you do is they make you bury the bodies of people that have died from corona. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's like a scared straight. Oh, man. Yeah. That's like, it's like a, a so they Christmas have a bad girl. outbreak. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like the real, three ghosts of Christmas Carol. Yeah, that's yeah. like an intense version of rubbing your dog's nose in it. Yeah, you know, exactly. after he shits on the carpet. Whoa, 
Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. The, like the right, like the horror film version of that. Except do for these people. bodies? Yeah. Do these yeah. bodies look fake? I mean, and except for impressed. not putting a cloth over your nose and mouth. Yeah. And there's yeah. a Malaysian right. dude over you being like, "Look what you did! Look what you did!" <laughs> except, yeah. Except you can understand things better than your dog. You know. Hopefully, right. should be able right. to. Yeah. Talk yeah. about a punishment that really fits the crime. We, there, man. we won't know for years really if it worked or not. So. Yeah. yeah. So local politician uh, Suyono. Uh, that's just what he goes by. Suyono said, uh, there are only three available grave diggers at the moment. So I thought I might as well put these people to work with them. So they're claiming that the, uh, the great, the you know, people that the anti-maskers aren't, um, actually touching the bodies and everything's real sanitary and they're just digging the graves, which I'm sure is complete bullshit. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're making them, they're making just, just, you don't believe this is real. You don't believe you need to do this shit. Take a look. Why don't you bury this guy? Because he died of that's, you know, Corona. That's too extreme. That's like yeah. they're going to get him sick. That's too extreme. <laughs> oh, you think? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's I just like how Signono is so on top of his shit that he knows exactly how many grave diggers are available in his province. Like that's I mean, that's a politician really who mm-hmm. listens to his community is on top of his that's, stuff. I like that's that. a dictator who knows his stuff. Well, like yeah. we said, if you what don't kind like of, the what mask, kind of government is that? <laughs> it's like the three bears thing all over again. Like if like an anti-mask rally is uh it's too cold, and and then like forcing the people that don't wear masks to to go to jail, and then burying yeah. the bodies or burying too hot. Bodies. Like well, why if you don't like to wear masks and you're so into not wearing masks and your freedoms and your rights, just you know. Don't wear a mask, but don't have a fucking rally announcing it, you yeah. assholes. Like, well, this, this, is, this is also the country that, that brought us flogging, too. So they have, uh, you know, I think they have some interesting. Public flogging? Yeah, they was have it, some interesting. Still have it. Was Indonesia the, remember the famous one in the 90s? It was like on the cover of Time magazine where a kid went over there and spray painted a, a wall and got like just beaten with a stick publicly. Probably. Probably. It might have been Indonesia. It might have been Singapore. I'll look into that. They shot him with a can yeah. out of a cannon into the wall. They like their flogs over there. You yeah. have another one from these uh, mystical aisles, right? Well, I, I was looking into it, So, but it was a stupid story. It's about a, a monkey that the, uh, stole the guy's cell phone, and when he found the cell phone, there was a bunch of like selfies and videos of the How monkey. How is that a stupid monkey. story? How is it? Because yeah. it was adorable. Sounds like the best story of the year. The monkey no. took pictures? The monkey was trying to eat the phone, accidentally took some pictures. So when he found That's it, awesome. it was just this monkey uh, that um, – <laughs> the, the guy said he couldn't figure out how the phone was gone. He thought it was sorcery. And then um, he Wait tried to – Wait a minute. To, yeah. It's either magic Sounds awesome. or – It wasn't as – I'm, I'm making what? it out to be better than it is. Um, <laughs> but uh, – so I want to move to a place where sorcery is an exclama- explanation for, for stuff. You skipped over the sorcery and uh, and the monkey uh, selfies story? Yeah, you can read it for yourself. It's not that great. Um, (laughs) Sounds okay. We're talking about it now, aren't we? Yeah, sounds yeah, pretty yeah. great, Wes. So, I had it. I had it up here just in case one of you guys. <laughs> asked. So let me get this straight: the guy lost his phone, blamed it on sorcery, but really a monkey had it and then took selfies of himself. Then the guy got the phone and back and has the selfies. With it, actually, okay. yeah, and then, yeah. Yeah. And then they, they called. They called the and they and they, they saw the monkey. They called the cell phone and the monkey had it in a tree. And when they went to get it, the monkey oh, dropped. There it. There was monkey business. The monkey yeah. set a bunch of unbeatable high scores on all of his games. Yeah. It's like Nuratu. <laughs> Fucked him up and that was in uh, uh, that was in Malaysia. Okay. Uh, so, all right, yeah. well, yeah. very close let's, to Indonesia. Let's keep it uh, international. Guess what, guys? There's peace in the Middle East. Isn't that isn't that something? Yeah, right? didn't yeah. Trump do that? Uh, yeah, we're gonna get to that. Uh, he did. 
it, it's so crazy. Twenty twenty, you would not think like everybody's like they'll never. You know, that'll happen when there's peace in the Middle East. That's been yeah, saying pig, for like pigs, when pigs ever, fly, yeah. right? And then twenty twenty, you would not think this would be the year. Well, we're, beauty we're, pageant contestants and alumni are celebrating today because it finally happened. The most popular answer is, "I wish there was peace in the Middle East." Guess what? Yeah. Guess what? Beautiful pageantry people. It happened. Yeah, maybe uh, it's time for me no. to apply to college because last time I checked, my mom was like, not until there's peace <laughs> in the Middle East, they let you there in. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> you can really get away with whatever you were going to do that you shouldn't have uh, when someone said that back to you. It's a game changer just, for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, um, like Will mentioned, uh, the whole world's uh, sucking except for the Middle East, so good for them. On Tuesday, President Trump signed uh, some historic documentation and declared it's a new dawn of the Middle East. Um, and the deals are called the Abraham Accords, and they're between Israel and the United Arab Emirates, as well as Israel and Bahrain. Um, and I think that's it for now. I'm not sure. And it involves cool name. very biblical. But the, the big yeah, thing the between the between the Arabs and and the Jews that's that's the huge part about it, right? Yep. Yeah. And, and why it would be called the Abraham Accords? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Getting to that. Yeah. It involves uh, the countries cooperating on ambassadors and embassies. So they're allowed to have. Uh, embassies in each other's countries with their you know, own ambassadors. It involves trade between the countries, uh, security, tourism, and the ability for Muslims to visit the holy sites in Israel peacefully. Whoa, so that's, that's nice. That's pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one country noticeably absent, so it's not peace in all the Middle East, is uh, Iran from the uh, Abraham Accords. You don't Accords. say. Yeah, Iran's not a part of the Abraham Accords. Those guys uh, seem so chill and just relaxed. You'd think they would want to sign on to some, you know, peaceful thing. Having, well, having a tough go. I think- the Ayatollah is pretty old. The Ayatollah is older than Biden and Trump. Uh, he's <laughs> old man losing his mind over there in Iran. <laughs> Iran is the reason for the peace, right? Because essentially it's the common enemy. That's why they're getting together. Right. Yeah. Everybody's scared shitless of Iran. And sure. so they're like, yeah, no. let's let's team up and sure do they business. all talk shit about Iran. No, yeah, I'm, yeah pretty uh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I hate Trump, Trump, but I hate Trump's the, the reason for the peace, more. Pat. Trump. Trump's right. the reason. Okay. The Iranian regime, by the way, uh, <laughs> instead of doing the Abraham Accords, executed uh, a champion wrestler, Navid Afkari, uh, hung him to death on Saturday. This came after international outcry to spare the athlete's life uh, was like for the past month. It's been like a huge story, including uh, Dana White asked Donald Trump to specifically reach out to the leaders of Iran and ask for um, he like, needed a, a new UFC star. And he did. <laughs> Trump reached out and said, but via tweet, but I don't know if he called him, but it definitely tweeted and said, hey, Iran leaders, please don't execute this guy. Uh, but they did. Um, Afkari and his brothers were arrested in 2018 for protesting the government, which they certainly did. They took to the streets and protested. Um, but here's where it gets, you know. Uh, he said, she said, uh, Afkari was charged with participating in illegal demonstrations, insulting Iran's supreme leader, robbery, and uh, enmity against God, which all those so far sound like uniquely Iranian bullshit charges, but yeah. then also was charged with murder of a security guard. So that he got fatwad, really... basically. Mm. Yeah. Murder of a security guard, though. They said he specifically killed this one security guard. So that's a little bit different than insulting, you know, it a is. leader. Um, yeah. That's a that's a serious charge. So yeah. Afkari ended up confessing to the murder. But later said he was tortured pretty badly uh, into the confession that that's the only reason he confessed. And a lot of people thought he was innocent, um, you know, in the past couple months and stuff. So that's why they were like, let him go. He was tortured. Uh, he didn't kill him. But who knows? Uh, I guess a few people know. But um, one of them is dead because he was hung without um, his con- his family being contacted or his lawyer being contacted allegedly on Saturday. 
So not great. Bummer. Hopefully Iran gets uh, gets on the peace train here. Seems like they're handling the being left out of the deal well, you know? Yeah. Really not overreacting to anything. The cause, yeah, no. Does the Iron Sheik know about this? Has, uh, the Iron Sheik is very aware of this. Yeah. What, was it? Yeah. Was he a, like a pro wrestler or a Greco-Roman wrestler? This guy was like uh, almost an Olympic level uh, amateur wrestler. He was a, he was not a pro wrestler. Yeah, like uh, a very gifted yeah. uh, athlete in it. Yeah, so outside who, of the Iron Sheik, not a lot of famous. Iranian was he participating in MMA? Wrestlers. Is that why Dana White like was was he like an? He MMA was twenty seven. He side? was he was well known in the in the in the you know wrestling fighting community. He was super athlete. Yeah, so, so yeah, so people circles are small really when you're a super athlete in that in that world. Um yeah, so you know, not great. Uh hopefully they get on the peace train. It's a fun train to be a part of, right? It's like rooting for Leeds their first year back in the premiership in 20 years, so MOT Iran, you know. Hell yeah, big time. Right? Um and that story uh was brought to you by and uh is paint paint your life. And basically with the news of the peace in the Middle East, it's time to celebrate. Uh, the best way to celebrate is to give someone a gift. You probably aren't the best mm -hmm. gift giver. Let's be honest. It's okay. I'm an awful gift giver too, or I was until I discovered paint your life. Uh, and here's what paint your life is. It's literally a professionally done fucking painting. So there you go. Mm. Um, pretty good. That's, yeah, pretty hard good. To, pretty hard to top. Right. With, with a, like paint painting, and everything? <laughs> yeah, it's like a painting you can hang in your house. Uh, if you know anyone with a birthday, an anniversary, a wedding, or a big event, and you want to give them the absolute best gift that they will get from anyone, get them a painting. They will never forget that gift. If you get them like an Amazon gift card, they're going to talk shit about you behind your back like everyone did with Iran and the Middle East deal. If you get them a painting, they're going to tell their pets in funny human voice like, oh, look what Uncle Shoicho got me. It's that beautiful <laughs> painting on the wall. Uh, so you want to be which one of those you want to be? I don't know. Uh, yeah. Paint Your Life provides professional hand-painted portraits created from any photo or photos you're choosing at a truly affordable price. Choose from a team of world-class artists uh, that work with you like through every detail. Like Pat mentioned, you can keep being like, look, this isn't perfect to me. And, uh, you know, make sure you get it perfect. They'll, they'll work with you on that. It's a user-friendly platform that lets you order a custom-made hand-painted portrait in less than five minutes. So anyone can do it. Super easy to use. Um, and it's just all you have to do. At paintyourlife.com is is not have any risk because if you don't love the painting, they'll give you your money back guaranteed, full full refund. But um, for a limited offer right now, you can get twenty percent off that painting. That's right, twenty percent off uh, and free shipping. So what? Wow, yeah. How do you That's ship a really painting good. for free? I don't you know. don't. I don't know. It requires like a big box, a truck, yeah, yeah. a couple dudes. So so I tried to now. sell a painting on eBay one time. I lost money on it because the shipping was so expensive. That's, yeah. how, that's how good of a deal this is. That's mm -hmm. exactly right, Will. So get this deal before they go out of business because they probably will with the free shipping. Um, and to get this special offer, text the word FACTOR to 64000. That's FACTOR to 64000. Text FACTOR, all caps, to 64000. Paint your life. Celebrate the moments that matter most, guys. All right, guys. You want to hear someone go uh, like, that's so thoughtful. Give them a painting. Yeah. They'll be like, that's so thoughtful. Yeah, if you don't like the person, don't give them painting because they won't yeah. ever leave you alone for the rest of your life. This oh, is mean, someone they, you're, yeah. they, they probably would even take it further. That's maybe the most thoughtful thing anybody's ever done for them. Exactly. Yes. It's going to yeah. be hard for them to throw it away is what mm -hmm. we're trying to say. They're going to have to put it up. So, guys, <laughs> yeah. uh, this is a weird one, not a fun one, but one we got to discuss. A whistleblower who worked at the ICE facility, the Immigration Customs Enforcement uh Housed in the Irwin County Detention Center in Osceola, Georgia. Uh, quick side note, if anyone's an up and vanished fan out there, that's where Tara Grinstead 
disappeared from. Uh, but anyway, this whistleblower has come forward with some really terrible, if true, allegations. Was that you plugging another non-Barstool podcast and not ours? I, it, that wasn't, a, it was a bunch of – I mean it's been a date. Is line. Up and Vanished a podcast? It's been a dateline. Uh, no there's no true crime on Barstool. I hate when you I hate when you plug like uh, other podcasts. <laughs> there's other stuff out there, but uh, it's, okay. yeah, it's, no, there isn't. Just listen to us. It's not a true crime. On, okay, let me finish my story here. Uh, so <laughs> these these uh, these allegations, if they're true, they're fucking terrible, and it's related to the treatment of immigrants in this facility. And initially, the whistleblower wanted to come forward uh, to speak out about the way that they were handling COVID and COVID protections related to the immigrants and also the people that work there. However, guys, the more shocking thing in the complaint, in my opinion, is the extremely high rate of hysterectomies performed on women, immigrants, detained in that facility. And for those of you guys who are homeschooled or grossed out by lady parts, that's the procedure mm-hmm. where they take out a woman's uterus. Uh, yeah. Just what, what's the reasoning behind these? Who are these people getting these done? So exactly. women that are women that are being detained in the facility. Right. No, I'm saying like, but why? For what reason would they? So they can't this? get pregnant. Well, yeah. okay. So so. Okay, so the the headlines kind of made it seem like there was like engineered eugenics, right? Which it's it's a little bit different than um, it's one doctor apparently. So the whistleblower, her name is Dawn Wooten, and she's a licensed practical nurse employed at the prison, and she complained okay, about. Okay, so she she has her identities known. Okay, she yeah, she's protected by the whistleblower act, but her identity is known. Uh, but she's coming out. She did not name this doctor, but there's fucked up shit going on there because this one doctor that she talked about um, saying she said about quote. The complaint doesn't disclose the name of the gynecologist or the number of women uh, allegedly coerced into receiving the procedure, uh, nor when it's occurred. But she said pretty much everyone he sees has a hysterectomy. Just about. Yeah, they got to get that guy. Just about everybody. How is he not like in a stockade right now? Yeah. Is it is it like that was the directive? Like uh, that's like the whole. There's no information on that. Everyone's in on it, or is it just like one psychopath that's just taking you? Yeah, it sounds like he's just a fucking. Psycho. I really hope yeah. that it's just like one isolated case of either a terrible. Fucking well, you got to review the whole thing now. The whole operation has got to got to be reviewed, right? I mean, yeah. Uh, essentially, that's, she, I mean that's that, that's a human rights violation. Yeah, they got to I mean, review I, that. Yeah, I'd say so. A hundred. It doesn't sound like. Look, I mean, like whatever the rhetoric is there, this guy might just be a hateful motherfucker. He might be. He might be misinterpreting right. rhetoric. There might be terrible rhetoric to. Actually, I doubt it, but possibly. If every woman that sees this guy gets her fucking uterus removed, yeah, they need to to get him uh, on the sidelines and uh, review this thing and, and immediately. Right. At a minimum, that he needs to go down, and then we How, need to find out if it was him acting on his own craziness or if there was like uh, what's an the order? Next step? Yeah. Yeah. Well, an so, order. So Dawn said everyone's uterus cannot be that bad. I mean, uh, yeah. Nah. So uh, he's even taken out the wrong ovary on a young lady who's a detained immigrant, and she was supposed to get her left ovary removed because it had a cyst. They took out the other ovary, and then she had to go back, and they completely removed her ovary. So she's He's like, oh, no now. problem. We'll, we'll just get the other one, too. Yeah. What the hell? Uh, we'll so just do my sh- standard operation, uh, allegedly. Yeah. Doing a lot yeah. of stuff to women uh, at this place. Well, it's going to take the whole oven out. Well, like having a cyst, like, uh, it sounds like some of the procedures are to keep people healthy, uh-huh. but then... The, the, we, this guy is obviously allegedly taking it to the. Uh, well, that he mean, sounds like a serial killer. You got to call that in question because right. one immigrant was quoted as saying, when I met all these women who had surgeries, I thought this was like an experimental concentration camp. It was like they're experimenting on our bodies. That's and, what I'm saying. A lot uh, of too much women stuff going on here. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, Wooten said that a lot of times women were not given the opportunity to consent at all. And they had no idea what was happening. No, they there's don't no speak consenting English. with this doctor. Yeah. They're just. Yeah. He's yeah. just saying, I'm doing a procedure on you. Uterus gone. Bam. And so that's so basically she was saying like the COVID across the COVID protection across the board was bad. 
But on top of it, there's Dr. fucking Psycho who's taking out everybody's uterus. Exactly. So the uterus thing, what had been happening, has been happening for a while. But the COVID protection thing was like the thing that was like the tipping point for her to bring the complaint forward. Whoa. He's like the doctor from uh, in the, that lives in the underworld in uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, like under the ground. He's like that guy. Not good. Is, not like good. A horror show in this place. So, I mean, it's regardless, they need to revamp those ice facilities generally that a fucking doctor could be in there just, just taking out every woman, every immigrant's uterus is fucked up. Yeah. Dr. Satan. Dr. Satan, yeah. That's they really got to take a, take a closer look at that guy. Thanks, uh, Pat. Maybe. Hard Oof, review. Boy. Sorry. Whew. Hey, Pat, any podcast to check out? If the, uh, it's a great one called on that? Hard Factor. We never yeah. talk about true crime. <laughs> but Texas it's, it'll be the podcast to today. If you, need, if you need another hour to kill, you can go to our radio show. You know? Yeah, that was that, that, that was tough. That was tough. But it was honestly like I was worried that it was like a big, like a giant, like national conspiracy. If it's you know, that, that, that's they, the way that the headlines made it seem. But, but right. It, hopefully they review it. And it's I'm, just, I'm it's praying it's one psycho. I mean, it's bad. either. Yeah. Way. Horrible. Well, horrible. Yes. I'm going to make hard right. house out of that place soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on to some much happier political news. Uh, and we're talking about weed legislation updates brought to you from P. Fitz in the heart of Hive and also Buddha Ben, who has been advocating for everybody to uh, register to vote because uh, New Jersey has has uh, marijuana on the ballot this year. And so do a bunch of other states. But before we get to those, the more act that we've covered before, which is the federal act to decriminalize cannabis, take it off of the like the scheduled drugs list. Um, is gaining some more steam in Congress with one additional Republican signing on to it. I think it's a guy from Alaska. Um, the biggest notable Republican name who supports it is uh, Matt Gates. Um, and so from what I'm reading, and it's expected to pass the House of Representatives next week, um, is if, if what I'm reading is accurate. Uh, and um, that's great news, right? Because that would decriminalize uh, marijuana federally, and that would just that would pass the House. Kamala Harris is is the author of the sister bill in the Senate. So I don't really know how that works with her being a candidate on the Dem ticket. But however it works out, I really hope that Congress puts it on Trump's desk or whoever is there to sign it as soon as possible, because, I mean, this is definitely so the furthest federally it, it's ever gotten. It straight decriminalizes or it moves it down the schedule from schedule one to... I think it decriminalizes it all the way, like like takes away the prohibition federally. Um, and then the states then would be ha- having to vote on um, what, you know, whether they allow it, you know, recreationally, medici- medicinally, whatever. Um, it's up to them. Uh, and then I think there well, might be go. something in, mm-hmm. in the more act about um, expungement or like encouraging states to expunge. Uh, you know, previous records. I'm not sure on on that. The, I haven't I haven't read everything. Uh, but you know, it's it's cool. It's cool. It's the furthest it's gotten federally. Um, there's some bipartisan report support. So, you know, I I'm not sure how the November shakes out. But the fact that that is like in the works and in the process, I mean, it's it's good news, dude. How you know, not crazy are some cannabis. of those crazy guys gonna seem? That's gonna be like like the guys who were part of normal in the 1980s who were like legalize weed, man, like. Those guys deserve this because you you They've forget been pushing a long time. What yeah. a freaky a concept time. it used to be to legalize marijuana. It was it was really well, I, you know I don't know I was watching Cheech and Chong the other day. If you haven't ever watched Cheech and Chong up and smoke, I mean it's like 
the original stoner movie. I mean, that's back in like, what was that? Early 70s? Yeah, middle so of like, 70s. Yeah. I mean, no, marijuana was, don't get me wrong. Marijuana was like very, marijuana went through a thing where it was accepted, then it was unaccepted, and then it was reaccepted. Like 80s and 90s, not So a you're good saying time the 80s guys really held, oh, held yeah. strong. Early 90s pro <laughs> weed guys too. Those some champions out there. <laughs> yeah. All right. And then also, not only is it at the federal level, but like we've been saying on this show, you got to register to vote because what's happening. Uh, your local level is way more important to you in your everyday life than what's happening at the federal level and any of those things you're voting for, for Congress, Senate, President, whatever. Because locally, if you are in Arizona, New Jersey, South Dakota, Montana, or Mississippi, you really need to register to vote because you can vote to legalize marijuana in your state Ugh, this year. Lucky bastards. So, yeah, I mean, it's on it's on the public ballot. So those those states, again, Arizona, New Jersey, South Dakota – Montana and Mississippi, the power is in your hands. The 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 tonight is your night, bro. So uh, you can you can get out there and uh, and vote to to get some dispensaries near. One guy who should have no say in it is the South Dakota. Ravensburg, yeah, Attorney General, Ravensburg, Attorney General. Don't forget, yeah. Listen, listen to radio. Power eighty five, Barstool Radio, Sirius XM, ten to eleven Eastern today to hear the update on Ravensburg. It was a half human, half deer. He's spinning. Yeah, yeah. So keep him out of the out of the election booth. He's probably going to be busy with some legal issues. Yeah, but but yeah. Now that we know what's going on with this federal and state marijuana legislation let's talk about uh the battleground states for weed and how we can use some of that information or focus on them at predictit.org slash promo slash hard factor 20 to get some money out of one of these states and one of the states i don't know if you guys notice arizona new jersey south dakota montana mississippi what do those have in common uh besides new jersey they're red red states right uh and west has called this one before arizona Still, Biden is the heavy favorite on predicted or the Democrat Party is to carry uh, the state of Arizona. Mm -hmm. Uh, People think because uh, because uh, of the anger over McCain. But Arizona has never voted for a Democratic presidential candidate since Bill Clinton. And then before that, you have to go back to 1948 for the last time they voted for a Democrat before Clinton. Mm -hmm. So Obama, neither of those elections. I think like Montana, Mississippi, and South Dakota, their fellow red states voting uh, to legalize marijuana. I wouldn't conflate, conflate marijuana policy with personal uh, presidential policy in these states. And it's an excellent value at 38 cents in Arizona for the Republicans. Oh, yeah. Even if that doesn't hit, I think you can dump that for a big profit later on. Remember, go to predictit.org slash promo slash hard factor 20 to get your first 20 bucks matched on us in the stock market of politics. And now let's take it over to a conversation with our buddy Dave from Oregon. Oh, yeah. All right. We have a special guest, my good friend. Uh, what, you want me to say your last name? How do you want me to introduce uh, you? Let's, let's just keep it first for now. <laughs> right. uh, this is Dave. And Dave is uh, he's out in Oregon. Uh, McMinnville. Is that where you're at, buddy? That is true. Yes. Okay. And he came on to talk to us about what the fuck is going on out there within in Oregon with all these wildfires. Um, I know I had chatted with you a little bit on the side when we were you were talking about like going outside and and if you tune into YouTube, you can see these masks that he's got around his neck. That's what it takes to go outside in Oregon right now where you are, right? 
Yeah, I mean, what I'm kind of uh, wearing here on display is kind of the evolution of the mask scene here. You're you like know? a janitor with keys, but with masks. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, exactly. Like this a one janitor is in Chernobyl. This one's like I was saying, Pat, man, look at that outfit. Look at this mask. This <laughs> oh. is for you. Um, really yeah, this is like when everyone thought COVID was a joke. This is like, ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's getting a little serious. And then the fires happened, and this became pretty much, you know, just even go outside. What is that even like, called? That's a respirator like or something? Yeah. yeah. Like what, These are the ones that basically like a painter or something would wear. I mean, yeah. you start kind of actually breeding into like the particle size and trying to determine, you know. How like, am I going to breathe? Like changeable wow. filters. And, and Yeah, these yeah. are, they last, there's like a duration that you have to monitor. I was already using these luckily uh, with what I do for a living, which is, you know, I'm a grower, grower and owner here in a cannabis operation. So it's Ooh. like gloves, masks, things like that. Uh, luckily, I had a lot of that stuff on hand. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just been really stressful on, I mean, people's property, animals, um, as you can imagine, uh, in an agricultural zone, there's a lot of horses, cows, people are like volunteering with their trailers from out of town. Um, they're like making uh, like uh, fairgrounds, basically like kind of sites where you can bring your animal and things like that. So, so what it, I mean, like, so people are ba- like helping out in the community, but what's it like at home? Like. Do, are you having to like put towels under the doors and shit to like keep the smoke out? Yeah, and t- then yeah. like, tell what, us what's what your daily, daily shit. Tell us what the daily news is. isn't telling us. Like we know, yes. like, you know, so what's kind of the underlining weird thing here is like, so a lot of people are worried, um, you know, when you evacuate, um, you're thinking like, I need to get out of Dodge, you know, maybe I never come back to my home. Maybe when I do come back, it's burnt down, whatever. How many people are evacuating? Like how, what percent? I mean, at, at one point, I think they said half a million people. Oh, wow. Okay. Were like in some, like there's like three stages. You basically have to learn about evacuation stages on the fly too. Right. These are this things this you is unusual. Learn. This is unusual for Oregon, right? I mean, like it, this, this level of, of fire and smoke is not, it's not normal, right? Like, yeah, I mean, I have about 20 years under my belt in this state, and there's a lot, obviously people that have spent, you know, their whole life here and have grandpa and all that. This is, I, I guess, it's like 150 years since it's wow. been just that. Um, and it just, if you think about the population density at that time frame, it's going to be a lot different than it right. is today. Yeah. Um, and a lot of this was rural areas, but it started approaching major cities. Um, which we only have a few, you know, so it's a big deal. Right. Um, so I got pretty close to Portland. Yeah. So like there was even parts, if you look at Portland, it's it basically, if you start looking at it from kind of the Southeast corner um, and kind of the most extreme East part of the Port- Portland Metro area, that's kind of where that was really coming from in terms of the evacuation uh, notifications, Clackamas County. Uh, there's only a couple counties um, in the Portland Metro area and, I mean, if that's a general statement, like there's technically the one that counts, but if you live nearby there, it's all about the same, you know? Yeah. Is it like uh, 28 days later, like the second one? How many people have you had to sh- shoot at your property because they were coming in to like uh, steal from you? Like um, me personally, no, but, you know, everyone is prepared for kind of any of that. Um, you know, being in the industry I am, there's been a lot of thefts, um, you know, unfortunately to say, you know, we have high levels of security cameras and all that. But, um, you know, what could one person really do in that circumstance? So people are just Um, like the people who are evacuating coming through and, and like 
places yeah, they normally wouldn't be coming through? Is that what, how it's happening? Yeah, I mean, what's happening is people are deciding not to leave in some cases and then videotaping people on their friends or neighbor's property. Yeah, dude, quick, quick side uh, note, I got to tell you, the last time I was out there in Portland, we were with your buddy, who was your partner at the time, and we were trying to explain to him how cool it was that you could potentially take me back to your grow house compared to yeah. where we grew up from in Northern Virginia, where it's like even you, you wouldn't even show your brother your grow house. So good on exactly. you. But wh- Thanks, man. What is it? What, uh, so what is it like out there? I mean, we saw the pictures of San Francisco, right, where the sky turned orange, and we've heard the report specifically of it being very terrible to breathe. Is it – what's the visibility in front of your face? Is it just like – is it like a wonderland of hell? I mean, is it is it is it surreal? What? It's crazy. I, I sent Wes a video. I hope uh, maybe they can, your audience can check it out on YouTube. But today is actually a good day. I can actually go outside and breathe, even though the air quality is still very poor. But Pat, never ever in my life, ever. Like even imagine being like forced, someone's holding you over a campfire being put out. Right. Oh, so do, do you have ash falling? Do you have ash falling? Yeah, at night, yeah. you know, it's like you got your flood lamps and stuff in your back and you just go out to kind of see what's going on and you're just watching all this particulate just yeah. fly through the air. And then you're like, wait, it's really dry out there. And what if any of this is an ember? Mm-hmm. What and does it you smell start, like? Right. It yeah. smells like damp campfire. Like uh, that it's the it's a, weirdest yeah, it's big smells like a bonfire. Yeah. Like a big Yeah, fire. that's yeah. just put out. Like right when you threw that first five gallon bucket on there. You yeah. know, and it just shoots everything out. That's not a great that's not a great smell. No, it's really not. And uh basically it's it's combining with fog because what ends up happening is a weird weather pattern. It's supposed to be like in the eighties right now, but it's more like high sixties, low seventies. So the smoke layer is actually the sun's yeah. beating down. It's creating this false sense of humidity. I mean, it's real. Um, so and it's, it blocks it's out the, the sunlight too, which sucks for the people on the ground too. If you're, you know, even if your house is okay, you're like not. You're yeah, just, you're locked in. You're locked in. Right, and I'm here in wine country, and it's about to be like grape harvest. Everyone's freaking out there. Hops, you know, all the intoxicants we love. Mm. This is the the heart of it, and I'm telling you. There's going to be like a problem, basically, in terms of supply as it relates to those three things. Um, people do their best to try to clean things up. But these are things, you know, these are like some of the up and coming. I mean, they've always been big, but every year beer, wine and cannabis gets a little more yeah. important to everybody. So it's going to be a tough one. You know, um, just keep your eyes on that. I know you guys are always on the cutting edge of a lot of stories, but just keep your eyes on that because maybe, you know, home breweries and things like that. It may be smart to start kind of getting some of that equipment because you might not be able to get the, That's right. all those cool seasonal stuff that comes out and, you know, on these good yeah. years. So. On that, on that note, the industry is like, um, it, do you know of any sort of like federal aid? Uh, is there an end in sight? Like, yeah. So what um, I kind of see is basically there's still some major fires that are not contained, you know? Um, and I, I think from like a bureaucratic perspective, they're probably not going to start releasing anything. Everyone's kind of like getting their pitch together, you know, um, yeah. but it starts getting weird, you know, because like they start talking about foundations and private funding and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, what are how do you rebuild like certain things that are like nature? Right. Um, where, how is this money going to be spent? Everyone's just getting really, really suspicious of everything. And that's right. kind of the, yeah. the troubling part of this is that um, 
you know, who do you go to when you literally yeah. lost everything? You had to evacuate. You're stuck on basically, I mean, some of these highways to get from the coast back like to the city, you're really only on a two lane highway and people are going 55 miles an hour normally. Yeah. But when there's 30,000 people trying to evacuate. Dave, that's what I was going to ask. So I, I think that like, you know, the closest thing we saw with mass evacuation or that we, we can relate to is like Katrina, right? So like there's, you know, one road out of New Orleans. Uh, that was bad. I imagine, you know, I've been to rural Oregon. I would imagine that there are instances where the fires are cutting off escape routes completely and they were talking about evacuations what's the vibe with that like are people stranded and stuck because roads are closed and 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 are they evacuating people on the masses via helicopters can they even do that yeah i mean it's just the in mass part is where it gets kind of tricky in the rural areas you know what i mean and you are completely right there usually is only a couple ways in or out luckily these we're talking about some of the most resourceful people on the planet, you know? Yeah. So like you're staying, you're staying there. Right. And like right. helping defend the town. Right. So like, I'm, I'm assuming a lot of people are doing that. Like, yeah, I mean, basically at. there's all these different uh, internet chat, little groups of people from not too far away. I got some people that, you know, were kind of non-politically trying to be a medic at the protests. And now they're taking all their gear and stuff and trying to volunteer more on the fire department side. So, I mean, it's just there is a lot of good coming out of this um, in the sense of like if you're not a, I feel so lucky. Like you guys I'm are telling, like you guys are like Alaskans without the felonies. <laughs> kind of, you know, it's like, yeah. hey, I'm here to help. What's the problem? Maybe it's really is there going to be a time where I'm going to need someone else's assistance? And I mean, that's kind of where yeah. things are at right now. Yeah, you see state. the power of the wildfires and it's just mm-hmm. like humbling, I think, uh, to understand how it can just take away everything. Yeah. Uh, you know, sounds like, sounds awesome. like the Cajun Navy, but like the, your version of like the Cajun Navy, right? Where everyone's lending a hand. The, 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 ha- the and- hacky sack uh, yeah. army. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's kind of interesting, it's like, and all of a sudden now you're, you get kind of organized, right? You end up finding some people that are actually legit. Uh, maybe have a couple extra hands, you know, and, we got people driving around with their cars filled with fire extinguishers. I mean, it's that's freaking smart. And you're like, like hey, stop. Seals. We need those. Why are you driving away from us with those fire extinguishers, man? <laughs> Selling them for $1,000. Now each is up. not the time. <laughs> He's like, Venmo, Venmo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a good business opportunity. <laughs> Dave, what does it smell like when a whole uh, crop of marijuana, an outdoor grow, gets gets ignited? Is that just – can you tell yeah, when, I mean, when a fellow farmer's you know bit affected? Well, I mean, you're basically going to smell human flesh burning, too, because they're going to be there trying to save everything. <laughs> I mean, it's it's, it's so crazy. I mean, this is a very uh, special plan. I know you guys are all big fans, so I don't need to tell you. But there, it, when it's yours and it, you've put everything into this, you know, this is the legal market. You know, we had to put our ass on the line. And a lot of us haven't really made any money yet. You know, this is a, a long play thing. It's it, So. It, I just, my heart goes out, man. Like, I think roughly half of the licensees in some way or another are going to be affected by this. Right. Either Whether it's the... a shop you worked with, a processor who ran your trim. I mean, it, there's, there's only yeah. so many prime outdoor greenhouse zones in our state. And it sucks, but that's what freaking got hit. And it's like, they're, they're, my, they're my compatriots. You know, we all jumped into this legal thing together. Uh, it's one of the first states. And it's just like, I mean, imagine if this happened to Colorado, you know, it's like Washington, Colorado and Oregon are like the big three. Cali, 
I mean, are they really legal? I mean, come on. Right. They're and they were later on, too. Later they, on. Yeah, yeah. So, There's yeah, no so community like, there with those, those uh, charlatans. It's the, re- it's the real down, down home, earthy people in Washington, yeah. Colorado. Well, I can see why you're, why you're sticking around and making sure that like, you're tr- defending the farm, you know? Yeah, because, uh, you know, really at the end of the day, um, if I do make it and I don't really get affected and everything keeps moving forward, it's going to create a great crazy market fluctuation in terms of pricing too. Yeah. Because it's going to be like, you know, well, the, yeah, it smells like a, a campfire, you know, it's like, <laughs> I I'm not paying full price. You know, so. yeah, it's like when someone's older <laughs> brother got busted in high school and then your older brother runs the show, you know, I yeah. found, I went on a walk today and there was a bag of weed just on the sidewalk. I almost picked it up, but I thought it was like a poo dollar trick. It was, it was probably <laughs> like an eighth. It was a good amount, but it didn't look great. It had a little bit of red hairs, but it didn't look fantastic. And we yeah, have uh, we have some at home, so I didn't I didn't really want to. The fuck kids with it, needed but, it more uh, than you, Mark. Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. The, the house next door, a kid just got on a bike that was like twelve and just rode off, and he went luckily the wrong direction. But uh, I think he's going <laughs> to find it. It's two feet from his house. Hmm. Well, it looks like he did the right thing and picked it up. Make sure it got up those the streets. I should have. I should have. <laughs> you literally, Mark, you right came by. across drugs on the street and you left him on the street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's swag. Yeah, it was it was basically swag. I mean, <laughs> what am I gonna do with it? Like, bring, like I don't know where it's been. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> could have COVID. Yeah, could have COVID. That yeah, shit I've could always, be wet. I've always joked it would be funny to bring some of the stuff we used to smoke back east to the laboratories here, like the official scientific laboratories to kind of. Oh see. yeah, to see how shitty yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, it's like five percent. <laughs> Yeah, you guys should maybe do a little contest of who's got the worst weed in America or something like that. Well, now if we're doing that, I'm going to go back to I'm going to go retrace my steps. (laughs) Yeah, it might be a fixed game right now. (laughs) Well, shit, Dave, we really hope that you're able to, you know, uh, save everything that you can and that your community is not impacted, you know, to the degree that it can be. Like, I think that, like, though, the the fact that the fires have always been around and, you know, they are seeming to get worse and like this year you said is like a 150 year terrible like situation Storm. but yeah. you're always going to have to you know even if there's a way to help reduce the frequency you're still going to have to prepare to fight them because they've always been in this area of the country so mm-hmm. you know yeah. I, mean, I think that you know like what you're doing is you know really really noble everybody who's fighting the fires fighting the blaze right now you know thank you yeah, yeah, yeah. Have- real Go quick ahead. i mean just one thing anybody can do I mean, there's a lot of discussion of this rain catch illegal, all that kind of stuff. If you own your building, if it is your building and you're collecting it off your roof, you can do it. And in a big rainstorm, you'd be surprised how quick that thing fills up. Yeah. And so, water saves water. Saves people are property. worried about yeah. right. rain catch. And, uh, there, laws there's right web, yeah, there's websites where you can basically get a fire hose connect at the bottom of your um, rain collector. So that if it came down to it, the fireman can literally hook right up to you. So just look up what kind of fitting is used in your county or your your town mm-hmm. and just mimic that with your rain catch. And yeah. you may be able to save your neighbor, your, your own stuff. I mean, I know I'm I getting mean, my my uh, sprinkling system fixed after all this. Like, that's for sure. Yeah. Just <laughs> kind of relook at everything because, you mean, Reno Pretty hot, Texas. Pretty yeah, hot. Yeah, well, the smoke. Yeah. yeah, the smoke's all over here. Like smoke's we're, coming been, our way too. Well, we're, yeah. we're getting we're getting smoke next week, which is crazy yeah. in Austin. But yeah, if you have any updates uh, or you know like any um, 
ways to help charities or something like that to help the people there, you know, come back on, you know? Yeah, for sure. One thing, if the smoke is hitting you, I would say look up these like $25 at home uh, air filters with the box fans. Like they sold out in 10 seconds here as soon as that wow. idea hit. So, mm. oh, they, like an I mean, air purifier in the house kind of thing. It's literally just like an HVAC fan on the back of a box fan. Right. You know, nice. it's, it's pretty. And then you like basically put some saran wrap and, you know, just kind of. Make your own filter. It's yeah. kind of ghetto ish, but it works. It's better than <laughs> 25, 25 bucks. You're speaking my language. Yeah. Right. Maybe 26. I don't okay. know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, thanks for nice. having me on. I'm glad to get some of this information out. Um, you know, the news, this stuff's kind of trickling out. But if you look at some of these Facebook groups, some of them are, I think it's called like Oregon's Fires 2020, little things like that. I mean, it's just normal people posting stuff. That's where some of this kind of juicier info is coming out. So nice. just wanted to say that there's a delay of like the Oregonian or something like that. You know? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, shit, man, stay safe out there, buddy. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Dave. Good to see yeah, you. Appreciate that. Later. Make it through. Oh yeah. All right. That was a fun conversation. Uh, I don't think we brought up though, uh, with him about the guys who had been caught trying to light fires in Washington and Oregon. Uh, there's some news about that. Yeah, maybe we'll uh, talk about that tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, some other some other stuff. So there's all all kinds of crazy shit going on with the fires. Uh, great conversation with Dave. Thank you for fighting the fires out there, Dave. And thank you for listening as always. And now for a very special way to get your day going a little bit better. Here's Tiffany Trump's hit single from 2011, "Like a Bird." Hey, you're late. Sure.